the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. I see my name in shiny lights. Yeah. A different city every night. Oh, I, I swear. The world better prepare for when I'm a billionaire. It's time to get down to business on the weekend's number one business program. Known as the king of networking, your host, Shalom Klein, has worked with thousands of entrepreneurs and created countless jobs. So, to success, let's get down to business. Yes, to success, let's get down to business. I am Paula Peterson sitting in for Shalom Klein. You are listening to Get Down to Business, powered by Tandem HR. Today, my guest is the illustrious Thomas Mirabali. Whoa, how did I get this title? Here? Well, Whoa. I gave you that title Brother because girl. we've known each other for a long, long time. time. I love Tom. Can't you already tell? There you go. I love Paula. Tom Mirabali is an independent agent with Blue Cross Blue Shield. And others. And others. And He's pretty much the wizard of insurance. Thank I'm you. Just going to say Dude, that, right? I like that. I like that. Yes. Oh, yes. First of all, anytime you want to get a hold of Tom, he's completely accessible at 630-863-3477. Or you can always go to his website at healthplanchicago.com. I like that. Healthplanchicago.com. Yeah. Hi, might... Tom. Hi, Paula. How are you? You're always filled with stories. I am. I love it. That's better than saying I'm full of it, but I'm full of stories. You yes, you got stories. it. Yes, yes. I like it because here's the thing. Mm-hmm. When I talk to people and they say, that Tom Mirabali, he saved me so much money. Tell everybody, how do you save them money? I do plans that do not conform with the Affordable Care Act, which uh-huh. is not affordable. And I, my plans do not include maternity. Oh, Maternity, you yes, say? How is that possible? I say, well, because they, these plans are not in compliance with the Affordable Care Act. Okay. okay. So, how, so take me through the customer journey. Someone calls okay. you. Yeah. They hear a commercial on AM560 WIND Radio, yeah. The Answer. Yes. And then they call Tom Mirabali. Yeah. They call him at 630-863-3477. See how I wove that into you there? You got that right in there, right. <laughs> and they say, Tom, I, I heard you and I need blank. Okay, what well. What are they saying? First thing I ask them is, what is your date of birth? And then they come up and they say, blah, blah, blah. Here, I'll take a perfect example. A young lady, she was born in 1956. Okay. Okay? So that makes her 63 years old. And if I go to the Affordable Care Act, that's what I compare it to, she's paying eight. $900 a month for the Affordable Care Act, Mm -hmm. okay, depending upon where she lives and whether she's a smoker or not. This woman was a non-smoker. And I just go through my numbers, and I start off with the easiest plan that you can get, which is one – get by understanding uh, where it's 100% after deductible. Once you pay a deductible, there's no coinsurance. The plan kicks in and pays up to $2 million per term. For medical expenses. Okay. Now, she says, oh, that's interesting. How much 
And I said, well, for a $2,500 deductible, you can pay on a monthly basis, um, say, $960 per month. But super sale here, if you buy six months up front, you can save yourself. Oh, I beg your pardon. It's 960 for six months. Whoa. And, that, and then she's not paying for maternity. Correct. Okay. The monthly fee on that is four and a quarter. Okay. So she basically, basically you're taking that out because it's a short-term sort of policy, right? right? You can go from 30 days to um, 180 days. But under the federal government, you can take this plan from 30 days to 360 days. Got it. See, you're providing a very valuable uh, service and a lot of information because people have so many questions about insurance. I, It's confusing. It's hard for people to understand. It's emotional. Very. They freak out about it. Yeah. Oh my God, I need insurance. I right. mean, when I when I meet people, I say, "Oh, I've got someone for you." Mm-hmm. So, um, what are you normally using? You're you're using you can you can uh, give them a Blue Cross Blue Shield, or I mean, how? Well, I I can sell them um, a, a short term major medical PPO plan. Okay, and that is through United Healthcare. And they utilize the United Healthcare PPO network. Oh, okay. In an emergency, you can use anybody. Yeah. Okay. And in uh, in that process, they could buy. Some people are between jobs. Mm-hmm. Some college students may graduate college, get off mommy and daddy's plan, and then they're looking for a job. They yeah. need insurance, so they could go for two or three months. Okay. They can go six months, whatever. And I have ways that I can put people on this on a perpetual motion type thing. If you want to stay on a short-term major medical plan, you can do that for six months. And then you can go to another company for 90 days or two months, whatever you wish. Got and it. then go right back to the original company for another six months if you want. And it has been working out extremely well. And the big deal is no maternity coverage. Yeah. So tell me, like, who's your average person that usually calls you or 55 and up. Okay. All right. And well, believe it or not, actually, I have more people 50 and up, up to age 64, because they hear the thing about no maternity coverage. And then they call you. And they call. Okay. That's, that's awesome. Now, what do you not do? You're not doing property, casual stuff like that. No, I have client. I have people that do that. Okay, you yeah. can you can In refer my, them. Uh, certified financial planning, uh, life estates, transfer. So they can give debts. you a call. Plus, once they call you and they work with you, they become yeah. your friend for life anyway. Right, and then we end up uh, just channeling it around. Yeah, you know, I wish we had a whole show to talk because Tom has an amazing story about his entrepreneurship as oh, a business yeah. owner, oh, and we yeah. might get into that a little bit we later. Could, possibly, yeah, absolutely. You know, sometimes people are like, "Oh, insurance. Oh, I don't want to talk about it." Because it freaks people out. Yeah. How do you make it easy for them? Well, I just because, I explain everything. To okay. Them. You walk them through step by step. Right. That's why I do the 100% plan because it's easy to understand. Okay. Okay. And then you are you taking care of the paperwork? I yes. mean, is there a certain amount of like, oh, they have to file this and they have to go nope. here and they have to call this person? Nope. Nope. So you're doing all of it? All of it. All of it. Oh, my gosh. From, from start to finish. Oh, I mean, that is so amazing because people do not have time to fill out a ton of paperwork, file paperwork, make a bunch of phone calls. They could just call you, Tom Mirabali, at 630-863-3477. 
that's that's me. Yes, that's me. And Tom, I just want, I also I have to brag a little bit. Tom is such a great friend of the radio station. He oh, is you. a donor to <laughs> our golf outing. I am the one hundred club of Chicago. Yeah. You have done food for the poor. Yeah. You have um you know participated in different charities mm-hmm. for us, and mm-hmm. we really thank you for being a true well, partner with the radio station. And also, of course, we love having you as a sponsor of Get Down to Business because yeah. I think um you know. When people have small businesses. Do you, can you help a small business? Yes. Now you said I remember one time I was putting together something for you, and mm-hmm. we talked about municipalities. Mm-hmm. What what does that mean? Well, what, taxpayers pay their taxes, and all these municipals, uh, like City of Chicago, let's say City of Elmhurst, City of Des Plaines, blah blah blah, Rosemont, whatever, they have a staff of employees. Some are union and are covered under union contracts, but other people, other municipal workers, they basically don't have unions. Some do, some most don't. And um, I can save them the taxpayers who pay all these premiums right. That's hundreds of thousands of dollars. I'm not kidding. I had a group of uh, 13 people and I saved these 13 people over $130,000. Okay. Amazing. Yes. And it was uh, a few years ago, but it was under the non-Obamacare Affordable Care Act health savings account programs. Well, the the what happened is that somebody's cousin or brother-in-law or whoever was handling the health insurance and yeah, you don't want that. You don't want that. Well, okay, why don't you want it? Well, taxpayers are paying for it. Taxpayers are paying for it. Yeah. Well, don't you want to get a good deal for the taxpayers? No, it's taxpayers' money. Let's get the best plan possible. Some of these municipalities have $250 deductibles and cover them uh, at ninety ten, the full boat. Mm-hmm. And taxpayers are paying, you know, twelve, thirteen, fourteen hundred dollars a month for an individual in these municipalities. Amazing. And that and all that comes money that's saved from a municipality could be going for street sanitation, those ginormous potholes I keep yes. falling into. Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, yes. I don't want to name names of any cities, but let's just say Route 83 <laughs> runs through it. <laughs> that's true. And that's a lot of cities. So yeah, you don't a lot know of cities. I'm talking about. Yeah, from north to I, south. Yeah, I mean, or providing services, mm-hmm. parks, rec, whatever it mm-hmm. might be, you know, mm-hmm. that money can go to somewhere no, else. No, there's millions, literally millions of dollars that politicians in these small municipalities they don't want to face the music yeah the solution has been there for years it's not just Mm -hmm. this isn't new last 26 years since i've been in the business but they are putting a blind eye to health savings accounts which are wrong because you have to do the best thing for the taxpayers and these municipalities are not doing it same thing with city government same thing with state governments so you know what's the easiest thing i think for people to do Uh, you have more questions about that call tom call him at 630-863-3477 tom mirabali he's an independent agent blue cross blue shield and so much more you've been listening to get down to business i'm your host today paula peterson and uh you can catch get down business each week. We'll be right back with some more fascinating information. Stay tuned. Hi, it's Paula Peterson, and I am back on Get Down to Business. Get Down to Business is heard each week and is powered by Tandem HR. Uh, This week, very lucky to have a friend, a colleague, a client, 
Tom Mirabali. Hi there. Independent Blue Cross Blue Shield. We're back. Yes, we're back. <laughs> okay, we are switching subjects. Okay. Yes, of course, we can talk about insurance all day long. Or you can. Uh, but I wanted to... <laughs> true. I know you because I've sat next to it many things. I'm like, okay. Um, I want to talk about your entrepreneurial spirit. All righty. This is a business show. It is. A lot of people who listen, my listeners out there, you know, you're looking for jobs. They're, uh, they are employed. They're employed. Managers, mm-hmm. owners, operators. Let's mm-hmm. talk about your entrepreneurial spirit. All right. I think that your story is the American dream. I okay. really, I really do. Oh, good. I love it. Start with your dad, born on Taylor Street. Dear old dad, born on Taylor Street. Yeah, living in heaven someplace now. So um, he ended up starting a concrete business way back when, and uh, started on his own. And my mom was helping him with the books and this, that, and the other thing. So he started from scratch, and he built that business up to uh, about a 50- or 60-person business. Wow, amazing. And that's seasonal, you know, because here in Chicago, you, you only work six months out of the year due to the rain, the snow, the cold, et cetera. And uh, we were uh, subcontractors for general contracting for uh, concrete, curb, and gutter, and sidewalks, and drives. And he had built that business, and he had always, you know, I would look at him because I was working in the business, and I shoveled this and shoveled that and pounded stakes and did everything from the ground on up. And it worked me all the way up to um, uh, being a tradesman. And then from the tradesman, I ended up going into management because I did go to college for something, got a degree for something, you know. And um, when I finally got to a point where I was actually running the whole show, you know, I'm thinking to myself, you know, is there something more to life than just doing this from 4 o'clock in the morning till 8 o'clock at night during the summertime? You know, but aren't you happy he instilled that work ethic or you yeah. learned that work ethic? Yeah. Because I, I think yeah. sometimes that's missing nowadays. Yes. You know, yeah. is yeah. the work ethic right. and really learning from our parents, our grandparents, how to watching a business grow. Mm-hmm. Even if your parents didn't own a business. Listen, my parents didn't own a business. Sure. But sure. watching them go to work establish themselves in the community, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. helping other people start businesses. Mm-hmm. I mean, your right. your dad, yeah. which led to you, had opportunities to watch other businesses start and sure. grow as well. Sure. And I, and I think that that's a cool part of the success. So you found yourself, your, um, what, did he do parking lots too? Oh, he did everything. He did, he you did know, everything, whatever. Right? Yeah. We just did concrete work. We didn't do asphalt work. But the, the, did you ever hear the saying, fire in the belly? Yeah. Okay. Fire in the belly was in me, okay? There and there's go. more to life than just pouring concrete, okay? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, when I was in college, I ended up starting a radio station at a junior college when I went to went to school, and it's still in, it's still in operation. And what's that? Well, it was at COD, believe it oh, or not, sure. College of DuPage, and we, we started in the cafeteria. Yeah. And now I think it's WCOD or something like that. Yeah, they've like got a good radio station, I, sure. I, yeah, well, we started that. That's, see, Tom, <laughs> you know? that's something I didn't even know. Back How in is 1969, that I think well, you sure have the good uh, radio pipes for it. That's- well, we, we, we did that, and then um, uh, we moved on from that, going into the fire of the belly. There's always something new. And I always wanted, when I was in the concrete business, I was looking at my insurance guy because he would come in like once a year, oh. you know, <laughs> and say, hi, guys, here's your, here's your premium Sign for it. next year. Sign it, and I'll get out of here. <laughs> One guy, he, he gave us a premium, and... Um, he was audited, and he had to give us like $60,000 back because he overcharged us $60,000. Oh needless to say, he was no longer our insurance guy. Okay. So, but You learned a lot. 
Yeah, but, you know, and then I'm saying to myself, you know, after 30 years in the concrete business, this is getting old, you know. 30 years. So then how did you go on to your next business adventure? Because you were pretty famous downtown. Well, yeah, we had a Z-Bart rustproofing location. That was was a side business. Were you next to Mr. Beef? Yeah, well, not next to Mr. Beef, but Joey Joey at Mr. Beef and I became very dear friends. Uh And he was on Orleans at the corner of Huron. Okay. And I was west of Orleans on Huron Street, one block. Right. So I just walked down the street. And you had your own business. Now you're learning a whole new business. Uh, I know that you, I know you've told me stories that you're dealing with like, uh, what do you said? Buildings that have holes in the roof. And, you know, as a business owner, you're, you are responsible for everything. Everything. Yeah, yeah, everything. But you know, one of the big things, like when we had our, our rustproofing uh, business, the city of Chicago wanted us to put in a ventilation system. Mm-hmm. Well, the ventilation system was the hole in the roof. Oh. And you had – now, this is going to sound silly, but you had to heat the air in the wintertime. You had to heat the air from the outside coming into the workspace and then exhaust the air out. heated out. Okay. Do you realize how much gas that takes to, to heat the air in a 10,000-square-foot building? It was ridiculous, you know. So anyway, so long story short, we ended up um, uh, circumventing that in one way, shape, or form, and um, we got out of there in five years, and we went to a much smaller spot that uh, was, was more 20, efficient, twenty five hundred square feet, more efficient, and um, and it worked out very well. How did you grow that business? What were some of the unique uh, tools that you used? I know that you did radio. Mm-hmm. And how did you reach people? Like, how did you reach customers? I think from an entrepreneurial business owner standpoint, I, I know I know you love radio. I appreciate that. I really. But what did you do? How did you grow that business? Because you. Well, you, one of my cousins. You were responsible for that. One of my cousins ended up working for WIND back in the 70s. Okay. And he just came knocking on our door and he says, Tommy. <laughs> and I say, hey, cuz, how you doing? And he says, hey, what are you doing? And he says, well, I'm working for WIND and blah, 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 blah. And I said, okay, let's sit down with my partner. Partner and I are still best friends to, to this day. Love him like a brother. And we went Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday we advertised because our traffic came in Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. And by Wednesday afternoon, people are thinking a weekend. Mm-hmm. So we didn't want to waste any more time on Wednesday. So we just did Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday, and then people would book appointments. Well, from that, that was my experience with WIND. And when I got in the insurance business, I figured, okay, that's the best way to, to reach people. And, and now we're working and together, and, and we do and, that. I do. Yeah. I have to say, in all transparency, I do work with Tom Mirabali. Um, so any commercials you hear on AM560. That's all due to Paula. We're putting that stuff together. And I think it's been a great partnership. Oh, it is. Yeah, I love great. when Tom calls. I mean, as an entrepreneur, when we are helping businesses grow, I'm able to put together a plan for you and customize right. it that right. is digital media, right. audio, because right. radio is not just radio anymore. It's audio yes. because I may we may be on the air right now and all of you lovely people are listening, but they can go to the website and yeah. listen to it later. Mm-hmm. And did you know that's called time shifted audio? How about that? I know now. Now you know. <laughs> I didn't have that back in 1969. They can reach you that way. They can go to your website, (laughs) which we built, and look for you on Google, your Google My Business, which we take care of. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, there's all these ways now that you can use media to put together a plan. But I think for you, one of the things that you've seen as a growing Mm -hmm. business Mm -hmm. is the consistency. Very consistent. 
you have a consistent message. Yes. A consistent marketing yes. plan. Correct. You follow the plan. Right. Is shouldn't that be like everything in business? Mm-hmm. You don't just go willy nilly and open up a business. You well, really a, have to put a, a plan in It's a growth pattern. It's a growth pattern. I mean, you come on and you start with uh, WIND and you do a radio spot and you do, let's say you do uh, four or five weeks and you don't get as much of a return as you can. Well, you can't expect that willy nilly stuff. It's over a period of six to eight months to right. a year, et cetera. And then people start saying, you know, I heard you on WIND about two months ago. And I just heard your commercial again, and I didn't get the number right away, but now I got the number. Yes. That's why I called. I can't tell you how many people from WIND call me. Yes, uh, that's fantastic. And it's also really important to make sure that your online presence is fixed, because yep. that's when mm-hmm. we first started talking. And sometimes my job is hard, because I want to talk to people about that, and they may not. Uh, listen, I work with a lot of baby boomers, mm-hmm. and baby boomers aren't always up to date with what's happening in the trends of, let's just say... The web, uh, right. the World Wide Web, Ooh. the <laughs> the digital uh, world age. out there, the digital <laughs> age. So I'm, you know, all of a sudden I start throwing out words like SEO and yeah. this and performance. I'm like, yeah, what right. are you talking about? And I understand that. Yeah, but right. I think if you fix the way people find you, mm-hmm. people are finding businesses in a different way than they used to Correct. find you. Correct. You know, long gone are the days when I hear people, oh, well, we're just word of mouth. Well, I mm-hmm. always say, well, how's that working? Not in a mm-hmm. mean way. Like, seriously, how's that working? Well, it's not working. It's yeah. not great. Yeah. You know, I, there are really opportunities out there, and, and you have been amazing at accepting them, implementing mm-hmm. them, and then watching them grow. Mm-hmm. And I'm sorry if I've ruined a couple of your vacations. No, you no, never, <laughs> never. No, you never ruined any of my vacations. But, Tom, thank you so much for being on Get Down to Business today. It has been my pleasure. Thank you for this having me. This is Paula me. Peterson with Get Down to Business. Tom Mirabali, Google him. <laughs> thank you, Tom. Thank you. Welcome back. You're listening to Get Down to Business, the show all about small business jobs and entrepreneurship. We're powered by Tandem HR. Check out their website, tandemhr.com. Um, so I'm thrilled to be joined by Eric Wright, uh, one of the co-authors of a fantastic new book that I was fortunate enough to uh, get a sneak peek at, Dogs Don't Bark at Parked Cars, Your GPS in an Era of Hyper Change. Eric Wright, welcome to the program. It's good to be with you. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. So uh, the book, which of course will make sure uh, folks know how to uh, how to find. You really talk a lot about the new direction leadership that uh, that that folks need to take in order to effectively steer the uh, the challenging workforce. And we just had a, a bit of a conversation with my last guest. But uh, Eric, tell me what was the inspiration for this new book? Well, my partner and I have been writing business journals, publishing business journals for over 12 years. And in the course of that time, we have interviewed hundreds of CEO, small business entrepreneurs, scaling business entrepreneurs, uh, the full gamut, you know, from technology to hospitality. And we began to identify certain qualities that we saw in the ones that were successful in the long term. The ones that not only built successful scaling businesses, but the ones who continued to inspire employee engagement, employee innovation, employee uh, loyalty, 
and and it, and it, it was almost like a checklist after a while that that we begin to look at as we interviewed individuals, and then we sort of put this into our book, Dogs Don't Bark at Park Cars, um, in order to help people, especially aspiring entrepreneurs, to understand, hey, there, there, there are certain things that you're going to have to incorporate um, into who you are as a person sure. uh, that maybe you didn't learn when you were getting your MBA. So, Eric, I'm sure that you uh, you started to pick up themes, and I, I pick up these themes as I interview uh, CEOs on this program, you started to, to surely identify themes from all of your interviews with these individuals and successful entrepreneurs. Can you share one or two of them with our listeners of things that you've seen in, in highly effective CEOs and how they work with people? Sure. I would say, I would say the first and foremost, and I know it's going to resonate with you and probably everybody in the audience, is you have to build a foundation of trust. Um, if people trust you, transactions move speedily. Once mistrust enters the equation, everything slows down, and therefore everything costs more money. Um, and so, so establishing trust as the the guiding principle in a business relationship. It's everything. Well, it, it's got to be the guiding principle in every relationship. And it really I mean, doesn't matter what industry you're in. It's probably industry agnostic. It, 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 it doesn't matter. That, that level of trust is critical regardless of what type of company you have. Oh, exactly. Well, it's, let's face it. It's true with your children. <laughs> it's true with your spouse. It's true with everybody. Um, if, if you're trusted then, you know, a handshake is all that's necessary to move the deal along. If you're not trusted, then it's going to require all kinds of due diligence, all sort of, you know, experts are going to have to be brought into the equation. Time begins to mount up. Uh, expense begins to mount up, all of which can be avoided if there is trust. And so I would say that's one of the key ones. And what we recognized was that really trust is built on two things. It's built on competence and character. It's, you know, do I have the ability to deliver what I say I'm going to do? And, and do I have the kind of character that people can rely on? You know, let's face it, we've, we've met a lot of people that have, you know, wonderful character, but I don't necessarily want them doing brain surgery on me, you know? Of course. And then, and then, and then we've met people that are absolute whizzes, maybe in the market. But, you know, something inside of you says, you know, I, I just don't trust this guy. I don't trust this gal. And so when you have those two running together, almost like two rails of a train track, you know, you've got a combination that is always going to win. Well, I don't and want to it, give it, it all away because I want to make sure our listeners can uh, can find the book, um, which I know it's available okay. on, on Amazon. And you and your co-author... Um, uh, Jeff, so Jeff you, Purcell. Jeff Purcell, so, so uh, uh, you have written this fantastic book, Dogs Don't Bark at Parked Cars, Your GPS in an Era of Hyper Change. It's a fantastic read um, because you profile and you and, and these interviews with, uh, with these CEOs, as we said just a moment ago, identifying these themes and really talking about those core, competency, core competencies that are musts in building trust. And uh, you, you really touch also on how high-tech uh, must uh, and has to be countered with high touch. Lots of great themes in the book. So um, 
once again, we're chatting with uh, Eric Wright, co-author of the book. Uh, Eric, how can uh, people uh, learn more? I know you've written a lot with Jeff in the past. How can people learn more about you and your co-author and uh, purchase a copy of the book? Well, um, of course, you can get the book at Amazon.com. As you mentioned, you can go to DogsDon'tBark.com. And from there, you know, you can be guided to other materials that uh, we have put together. Um, and uh, Jeff has his site. We have a, a new site that we're launching called Ethical Capitalism, um, which really helps underscore many of the themes we talk about in the book. All right. Awesome. Well, buy the book on Amazon. Check out the website, DogsDon'tBark.com. Thank you so much, Eric Wright, for joining us. We're going to be back with another author in just a moment. You're listening to Get Down to Business. We're powered by Tandem, by Tandem HR. We'll be right back. So my next guest has over a decade of experience in human resource management, corporate social responsibility. Uh, Alessandra uh, Cavaluzzi uh, joins me now on Get Down to Business on a topic which I am extremely fascinated, extremely passionate about. Uh, she recently wrote a book, A Million Dollars in Change, How to Empower Your Employees, Attract Top Talent, and Make uh, the World a Better Place. What a great topic. Alessandra, thank you so much for joining me on Get Down to Business. Thank you for having me. I'm glad to be here. Absolutely. So uh, let's talk about your inspiration for the book. And then, of course, I want to make sure we get right down to it and share some advice for all of our entrepreneurs that might be tuning in tonight. So, Alessandra, it's a great topic. Um, how did you get this inspiration? So um, I, the reason why I really wrote the book was over the years um, and speaking to a lot of business professionals and also nonprofits, um, one of the things in, in my role, because I'm director of community relations at my company, um, I often go out and I speak on the topic of corporate social responsibility and I discuss ways that companies can give back to the community. A lot of the times afterwards, people will come up to me and say, you know, I really love this idea and I would love to engage my employees and being part of giving back to the community, but I just don't know where to start. And many times it's because they think that um, they don't have enough resources or a budget that's big enough in order to make a real difference. And so I heard this over and over, this theme, and it really inspired me to write the book because there are many, many ways that companies can give back and they can, they can engage their employees that really don't require a lot of money. And that's really where the title of the book came from, A Million Dollars in Change, um, because you don't need a million dollars in order to create impactful change. So and in so, the book, you share uh, you share some of those ideas about how uh, even a small company can make a really large uh, impact. Um, so, uh, Alessandra, the, 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 the book you're, you, you mentioned, uh, let's take the title and let's break it down. You talk about how to, how to engage your employees, attract top talent, and make the world a better place. Let's work backwards. How to make the world a better place. So, um, so a lot of us uh, get involved in charities because it's a good thing to do. Um, you you really touch on in this book how to do it and and inspire others and because it's a good thing to do and because it will actually be good for your company as well um are do you believe that that companies uh that that the companies without this inspiration uh don't uh don't don't have these programs in place uh, are are you uh in this to try to uh, share best practices and help companies uh, that might not have a CSR officer, somebody that's dedicated to this, to 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 uh, to to share those ideas. 
Yes, absolutely. And really, you know, when I hear from my nonprofits, because I work with many over the years, one of the things that they'll say often is, we just, we wish that we could just let companies know, if there was a way to let them know that if we just want them to do something, if they all just did something, imagine the impact it would make in the world. And so this was kind of my personal way of giving back to the community and helping to get the word out to say, you know, there's, there's no wrong way to give. Uh, every effort is valuable. Whether you're helping two people or 200, the impact is, is the same. So, you know, there, there is value in it, and that's really, yes, to your point, that's why I wrote the book, so that it inspires others, hopefully. Um, you know, it, I didn't have a CSR department at my company, uh, so it does, you don't need a full-blown CSR uh, program or, or a department in order to get started. Uh, there are tips in the book that help you to start out. And it's a process over time. It's a journey. That's something that I think people um, should keep in mind. It's, you know, you don't flip a switch and you're doing a ton of different things overnight. You know, it's a process. It's a marathon, not a sprint, as we say. Uh, but as long as you get started, because doing something beats doing nothing any day. And that's really the message here. Sure. And it's not just about writing a check. And that's really important. So often exactly. uh, charity is, is, is thought of. Uh, only when I get to the point that we're really profitable can we write a really big check, and, uh, and, and, and that's when we'll have the impact. You say that the impact can begin at any stage, and you share those, uh, those tips and, and that advice to companies and CEOs of all levels in the book. The book I know is available on Amazon. Uh, it's called A uh, Million Dollars in Change. Um, it's a fantastic read, and I encourage all of our listeners um, to uh, to get it, it's available um, through uh, on a Kindle. Um, it's available uh, hardcover. Uh, lots of great ways to learn. Um, but Alessandra, I want to make sure that uh, folks can read a little bit more about your uh, your prolific speaker, uh, quite quite re- well regarded in the human resource field. Where uh, where else can folks find you online? They can find me on LinkedIn. Uh, I have a definitely you can connect with me there. I'm also on. Uh, you can reach me through email at ascavaluzzi at gmail dot com. Um, and also on Twitter, you can connect with me there as well, and on Facebook. That's fantastic. Alessandra Cavaluzzi, the, uh, the author of A Million Dollars in Change, once again, how to engage your employees, attract top talent, and make the world a better place. Um, it was just published um, just very, very recently, and I encourage all of our listeners to, again, regardless of what stage your business is in, um, you can make a huge difference, and it does not begin with a check. Um, you, it starts, uh, it starts with leadership. It starts with inspiring yep. your team. Um, so, uh, Alessandra, I hope to have you back on real soon. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Well, coming up after the break, we've got one more uh, uh, author and an expert for you. I'm going to be chatting with uh, Dr. Suzanne Deggs White. Um, we're going to talk about why vacation is good for you and good for your business. It's a great topic, very, very timely uh, as we move into uh, July 4th and as we move into the summer vacation season. Uh, We're squeezing in uh, one more conversation, one more bit of advice for you here on Get Down to Business. We're powered by our good friends at Tandem HR, your solution center. Check out their website, tandemhr.com. And as always, get on my website, shalomkline.com. That's where you can download podcasts from all of my conversations today. Joe Risk from Matter, um, Barry Saltzman from Saltzman Enterprises, um, and our authors on the program here today. You download podcasts. We're going to be back in just a moment with Dr. Suzanne Deggs-White. 
We are the show all about small business jobs and entrepreneurship. And this summer, half of Americans won't be taking a vacation. That decision could do some serious damage to many people's health. Um, I'm thrilled to be joined by Dr. Suzanne Deggs-White, the chair of the Department of Counseling at Northern Illinois University. Um, Dr. Uh, Deggs-White, thank you so much for joining me on the program. Thank you for the opportunity, Shalom. I'm glad to be here. Absolutely. So uh, I, I love the topic. You, uh, you say that vacation is good for you and it's good for your business. Let's talk about your research and your findings. Um, <laughs> tell, tell me a little bit about, uh, about some of the uh, important uh, highlights. Well, I think the most important thing we need to know is that vacations are good for our health, our physical body, cardiovascular health, stress, aches, and pains, but it's also essential for our own mental health. With the ideas of telepressure where we're always on call, if we don't allow ourselves to check out sometimes, we're going to be checking out of the job and checking out of a lot of things because we're not going to feel capable of moving forward. I tell all of my clients that it's important to work hard but also play hard um, for, uh, for all the time that you spend uh, in the office and, and those late nights. You've got to make sure... Um, that you can also relax and, and unwind as well. So you have some uh, very interesting uh, bits in, of information. Um, you say that uh, people who don't take a vacation for five or more years are more likely to suffer a heart attack. That is scary. That is that is some interesting research that was done. Um, it's a Framingham, Framingham Heart Health study, and it turns out that women and men both, if they don't take vacations, they are just adding to that stress. And our bodies are never given that chance to reset. You know, your computer at night, it's always good to kind of restart your computer. You've sure. got to clean all the cash out, do all these things. Well, if we're always on call and always on the job, we don't give our chan- a chance to our bodies to do that rebooting that's so essential to our health and welfare. So that was a little bit of a, uh, of a negative um, sort of uh, uh, lesson over there. Let's, let's focus on the positive. Um, one of the uh, one of the highlights of, of this of this study is also that for every ten hours of vacation time taken, your um, one's in productivity improves by eight percent. That's good yeah. news for companies. Yeah, this is great news. And also, when we when we get time away from our job and we feel good about the place we work, we're going to be a lot more loyal. We're going to be a lot more responsible, and we're going to do a better job. And we're going to stay longer at that company. We have loyalty to the places that treat us well. And so when you have employers who do mandate that their uh, employees go ahead and take their vacation days, not just let it pile up or get wiped out, those employees are going to improve the bottom line for the business. Absolutely. So uh, this is a great, uh, a great reminder, a great lesson, um, both for CEOs and those hardworking entrepreneurs, um, not only for themselves, but frankly also in creating a culture and an environment and maybe even the uh, the policies um, for their workforce. If you want to have a productive workforce, a workforce that actually delivers, and as you mentioned, um, uh, Dr. Deggs White, also in being in in being loyal and staying within the company and and not jumping around from job to job, uh, offer that vacation time and actually encourage your staff uh, to take advantage of it. So uh, this that headline, I believe it was from uh, CNBC that half of Americans won't take a vacation this summer, it's really has nothing to do with the financial situation. And actually, uh, why do you think that people are, are making that conscious decision, that conscious choice? 
Well, a lot of times it, it's driven by fear. The, the, we talk about the fear of missing out, and that's a very real thing. If you feel that if you're out of the job, if you're out of the office, and someone else might get that good assignment, or if your boss might think, "Oh, they're slacking; they're not, you know, they're not here at work; they should be working twenty-four-seven," then that fear of not being thought capable or not feeling dedicated to your job. So we, we make the decision to work longer hours, give up vacation. It's thinking it's going to make us look better, but what it's really going to do is we, our, our productivity is going to suffer, and we might be looking for another job because we don't want to stay somewhere where we don't have the freedom to cut, take advantage of the benefits that are given because it's over 500 million vacation days were left on that, the table that last That pressure year. and stress. So uh, what a fascinating study. Um, I know folks can learn more by going um, to the... Uh, university's website, niu.edu. Uh, Dr. Dagswhite, thank you so much for joining me on the air. To success, let's get down to business. We'll talk to you next Sunday at 6 p.m. Take that vacation. Happy 4th of July. We'll talk to you next week. We've got a great lineup of guests. We'll be back. Thanks for joining us. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.